Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. That's why you gotta do me a huge favor. You gotta do me a huge favor. You gotta get to the point where you don't need a car anymore. You don't need a house anymore. You don't need to be pushed by anybody anymore. Your dreams, your wives gonna push you. Your spouse is gonna push you. Your child is gonna push you. The need to get better is going to push you. You see, I never know what is inside of a person. It's not the swing. The swing is not the thing. It's what's in this little brain box here. Don't tell me about a beautiful swing, or how easy a swing, or how far he hits it. Tell me what he's won. The mind is the thing. I don't know what's in these people's minds. I don't know if they're hungry. I don't know if they're prepared to suffer. I don't know if they're prepared to make the sacrifice. Being away from your family, being away from your country, being away from your loved ones. I mean, it's it's a, it's a big sacrifice. And somebody who doesn't want to do it, that's their choice. And so, therefore, we, what we do with our decision on sports in this country is vitally important. We've got to get the best, man, because it brings honor to this country like nothing else. The Home Straight with Musibudi, Monday, 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, 95.9. First of all, uh, I'd like to, to thank God, you know, for, for giving me strength and also for, for, for helping me, you know, to overcome my, my uh, you know, addiction, you know, of alcohol abuse and drugs, you know, because uh, 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 I was a victim of alcohol abuse and drugs, you know, for, for many years. You know, I started drinking at a very early age, yeah. you know, uh, growing up in an uh, alcoholic environment, like I said before in all the stories that I've said. You know, and now uh, we, we, we're sharing about, you know, the, 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 the consequences of alcohol abuse, yeah. you know, and, and, and and what uh, alcohol can like alcohol which I could lose is in like like for example I was a talented footballer but yeah. I, I never reached my my full potential you know because of alcohol abuse you know so you know people when I was still growing up they were t- trying to talk to me they say Chabu stop drinking this but no one actually, you know, sat down with me and say, let me hear your story. Yes. What's going on? Why are you behaving like this? Why? Why are your behaviors like this? The Home Straight. The Home Straight. Kaya FM 95.9. Let me hear your story. And as coincidence would have it, his story, his story was on Super Sports this weekend as uh, I flipped through the channels to try and uh, catch up with what I would usually be doing on a Saturday evening, which is watching uh, the Premier Soccer League. And there was Jabu Masangu's show on his story and how he got where he got, the difficulty in his journey. And really, he is one of my heroes in in South Africa um, because for me, and you know your Shakespeare, you've read Othello, you know about a tragic hero. And for me, Jabu Pule is exactly that, Jabu Masangu, one of the most gifted footballers to ever come out of South Africa, troubled by his own demons, but having bounced back from that and using his own life as an example to others. I mean, isn't there anything, is there anything more beautiful? I think it's a fabulous story. And it forms part of our discussion tonight here on The Home Straight. We've been using this COVID-19 lockdown 
to investigate just why South African football, in particular Bafana Bafana, languishes. Well, in the quagmire, we must be honest, you know. we There have been some brief moments of joy. The 1-0 victory over Egypt uh, at the Africa Cup of Nations uh, under Stuart Baxter last year. But in general, the last decade, and uh, I guess even further, further back has been characterized by bitter, bitter, bitter defeats visited upon the Bafana Bafana faithful. And so we've said, going back to 2018, right here on the home straight, that we aren't going to complain anymore. We are going to try and understand why it is that we are where we are. And so over the last two weeks, we brought you the story of the last successful generation of Bafana Bafana players to qualify for a FIFA World Cup in 2002. And that led us to the conclusion that a number of factors are key in building a strong national team. Long-term coaching, a South African style of play as espoused in Vision 2022, reinvigorating school sport to develop better quality players who are capable of playing in Europe's top leagues, attracting the best sportsmen to football, including those that are bigger and tall who may be lost to cricket and rugby these days, a patient media that will back the association that has a long-term plan and back the coach with a long-term plan, love and respect for our footballers, all encapsulated in what Steve Compella calls culture. So we get into that culture tonight, and that's what we talk about on the home straight. What sort of communities do our players come from that sometimes we lose our best footballers? Because the argument is made that maybe, possibly, our best footballers aren't playing football right now. That the reason why South Africa last qualified for a World Cup in 2002 was because then a great majority of young kids who started out found that they had talent, could be guided and end up at the highest level. Now we are losing these young men along the way due to various reasons which we say are culture. What are we doing in our communities to encourage young people that maybe we were doing in the 70s, in the 80s, in the early 90s that we are no longer doing? And to answer that question, we hear from the source itself, the horse's mouth, Lavas Musala joined us back in 2016 and he shared his own story as a cautionary tale, saying to people, don't go down the road that I did. The Home Straight. Kaya FM. Kaya FM 95.9. Now, I'll take you back to 2016. 2016, Lavas Musala posted something on Facebook. Really, something from the bottom of his soul. And he put it out there, sharing the mistakes that he's made. Why are we talking about this now is the question. Well, the reason why we're talking about it is that this coronavirus lockdown has given us, an, given, a, given us, I beg your pardon, an opportunity to pause and reflect on South African football more deeply. We have been doing it here on this show, well, ever since, for the last two years. But now we can look back and pinpoint some of the moments of success of sustained success from the period 1996-5, shall I say, to 2002, and then the periods of bitter disappointment from then on until now, and ask the question, why? And we answered that question in a two-part series, uh, which ended last week, explaining the story of the 2002 World Cup. Now, in that story, we concluded based on voices from all over South African football, voices from 
Pizzo Musimane, voices from uh, Arun Mukwena, voices from Lucas Khatebe, voices from journalists the likes of uh, uh, Jermaine Craig, voices even from Beyond the Grave, the late Phil Chipa Masinga, who gave us the idea, who gave us the argument that what we need is long-term coaching, a South African style of play, something shared by Gavin Hunt. He believes we've lost that over the years. Reinvigorating school sports, that was shared by several, including uh, Big George Kumantarakis, a patient media, that was Pizzo Musimane's point, love and respect for our footballers. That's former Bafana Bafana captain Lucas Khatebe. Steve Compella said it best, though, when he said all these things point to culture and the problems with South African football cannot be divorced from culture. And so when Lavas Jethro Musala posted the one morning saying, this post is advice for our current soccer players. Don't be like most of us. While we were playing soccer, we didn't study. Playing soccer will not guarantee you a job after you retire. Most soccer players are from a poor background, he says. And when we had money, the first thing we did was to buy cars and rent a townhouse with a new girlfriend. We forgot where we came from. We grew up being poor kids listening to our parents, but when we got that first payment, everything changed. When our parents told us to invest, we didn't listen. They told us to stick to one woman and stop wasting money. We said, it's my money. We dumped our girlfriends that we had when we were playing on the dusty streets. When we got to the big cities and we saw beautiful women with uh, weaves and makeup. All this We had new friends, our old friends became our fans and we were untouchable. We never thought that we were ever going to get old. He shared that story with us and that story speaks about community, about culture. Because in many ways, it's not unique to South African football. It is the culture of a young man growing up in South Africa. Mangapopa. This is what most people would do. But let me not say it. Let's hear from Lavas Musala himself, who joined us in studio on that day in 2016 alongside my former co-host Sutu Meya. And this was his engaging story. The Home Straight. The Home Straight. Kaya FM 95.9. The Home Straight. Kaya FM. Kaya FM 95.9. And yesterday morning, yet again, we woke up to the news of the tragic passing of another footballer in a car accident. Marisburg United midfielder Montlitkele passed away in a car accident just hours after scoring in the team of choices 3-0 draw against Orlando Pirates in an APSA Premiership match in KZN on Saturday night. It means that in the last year alone, we've seen the untimely passing of Ajax Cape Town Cecil Lolo, Free State Stars' Richard Henyegane, as well as uh, Montlitkele, all in car accidents which have happened in the early hours of the morning. What's happening Former Mamelodi Sundowns and Bafana Bafana fullback Jethro Lavas Musala joins us in studio on the home straight tonight to try and understand this because he is on a mission to encourage footballers to change their lifestyles of fast cars, women and reckless spending. Musala is using his own life and his own mistakes as a cautionary tale to make sure that the days of players dying young or ending up broke come to an end. The home straight. Kaya FM. Kaya FM 95.9. None other than Lavas Musala, who is in studio tonight to talk to us about um, 
some of the mistakes he made along the way in his life, in the journey to stardom, in the pressures of uh, the life of a professional footballer, and what that meant. He's sharing his story now as a cautionary tale to the young generation of up-and-coming professional footballers to say, don't do what I did. Learn from my mistakes and uh, spend your money wisely. Maybe not so much time, Lebanyana, and focus on your football career because it really is a gift. Uh, I would just like to greet the listeners, from listeners, and uh, thankful to be here. Thank you for coming. Um, you know what? I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And uh, I looked inside my room. I just said, you know what? If I use my money properly, I should be staying in a better room. Better house, and my family would be better. And as you say, I wrote this from the bottom of my heart, uh, making players aware that I was never been told anything. You know, I played soccer in the dark, and the results of playing soccer in the dark and coming from a poor uh, family, not educated, and it led me to this. But I cannot blame my parents. They are other kids that were brought up by a poor family from without parents being edu- educated mm-hmm. and they exercised they, they rose above the occasion um, I wrote this because of I could see some of my former teammates former players former PSL players they're going through hell mm-hmm. I, I'm not the only one I'm not going through hell but there are people that are going through hell and there are people that gave up in life mm-hmm. and I always tell people that you know what if you lost hope kill yourself hope keeps me going that's the reason why I'm here I want to give hope to those who are going through a bad patch and say that don't sit in your room and say that you cannot do anything go out there talk to kids tell them what went wrong so that we can make it right Mm. let's start at the beginning you mentioned that uh, you played football in the dark and and that was the problem not knowing that one day this career will end this beautiful life will end where does uh, Lavas Musala come from? We know you come from Alex. When did you start playing football? And when did you begin this life of a professional uh, football player that, that you talk about in that Facebook post? Yeah, I was born in Alexandra, but I was raised in Northwest. And that's why I call my hometown Nefo, Northwest, Madibeng. Mm. Um, but the place called Clip for start. Um, when I started playing, playing football, I started playing in the township. Uh, I played for a team called Oliver Stars. It was named uh, Oliver Stars because of Oliver Tambo. Then eventually I played for Alexander Blackpool. Mm-hmm. Then I was uh, selected for a, pro, a, a district team called uh, Johannesburg District and Northern District. And I played for Southern Transvaal Provincial Team. Then I played, I was the first captain of the national team under 16. I became the captain of the 20 under 23. It all started when I joined Vets. And I played for Vets and everything. But I was a good boy. Mm. You played for this for a long time, about yeah. like five years, eh? Mm. Yeah, I was listening to my parents, my mother. You know, my mother was a pillar of the family in a way that my dad left us. Uh, Matriarch for, for, in the family. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, for instance, uh, my mother was actually, you know, making everything possible for me to play football. Um, when I joined Reds, uh, that's where it all started. But when I started playing for Sundowns, Everybody, everybody came close, close towards me, like girls, guys, friends, and everything. I couldn't actually differentiate with, with, this one is a friend or it's just an enemy. Mm-hmm. And this one is here to destroy my life or to build my life. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It was just a bad life from there until today. Like the first month that I got there, 
Spar told the manager of Amazon that I was owing 16 grand. No way. <laughs> In 1996, that's 16, a lot of money. 16,000 rand in a m- before the end of the month. Then Was it alcohol that you were taking? Was it food for everyone? Yeah, it was alcohol. Mm. I was buying for everybody. Everybody wanted grocery. I was, you know, you will come to my room, say, let's go, and I'll go buy. And eventually, vets said, you know what, lovers, come. You know, you grew up under this team. Uh, come back. Let's sort things out. And I came back, and they bought me a car, a Mazda 626. And that Mazda 626, I was not sleeping. It was just 626. My mother was a bit overprotective of me. Uh, you would come, journalists would come to my house and say, it's my child, she didn't do that. because so she knew that she had to get something from me. And uh, I think this is where everything went wrong. But if my mother would say what I was doing, mm. the, I would be embarrassed. You know, if it's written in the newspaper, I'll be embarrassed and say, my mom has said that. But at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't care. Um, because she was always protecting you yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, and eventually is that everybody was relying on me. So maybe some, one thing that she feared, it was like, if yeah. I tell lovers test, she'll stop giving me money, she'll, mm-hmm. she'll stop buying something. So I think I was the only, I was the first person to work in my, the uh, breadwinner. In my, in my family. Yeah, I was the breadwinner in my family. And I think that's what she thought, mm-hmm. you know. Then I remember Doleza said to us, please don't bring women in the camp. And while I was at the reception, the other lady waved, waved at me and I didn't see Dolores was behind me. Yeah. And Dolores said, is it your girlfriend? I said, no, it's not my girlfriend. He said, no, my lover, don't lie to me. Is it your girlfriend? Mm. I said, no, coach, is not my girlfriend. He said, no, I'm not going to find you. Just tell me if you're your girlfriend. I said, yes, coach, is my girlfriend. Was it, so it was your girlfriend? It was my girlfriend. And the other thing is that I gave him my car to drive from Johannesburg to Durban with, with her friends. Then eventually, Toleza went around her, like looking at her, said, ooh, here you eat nice. Like, you know, and you know, I was, instead of me being a hero in soccer only, I became a hero in women. Yeah. And that life, that doesn't last, doesn't last long. Mm. You know, you, you, you need to have money. You know, I couldn't sustain that kind of a life. And today, yeah, um, yes, I'm not suffering. I'm living a normal life. Mm. I'm, I'm more happy than when, while I was playing soccer. Mm. Mm. But there was also a woman that wanted to make me but I didn't want to be made. There was a lady that used to work at the SAA. Mm. You know, she tried everything. To, mm. to almost save you from yeah. yourself. Mm. From, from everything. I had two cars, I had an M3, I had a 325 Cabriolet. She said, love us, sell one car and buy a house. And I bought a house. Mm. And she was staying with me in the same house. When she left me, everything fell apart. Everything fell, everything fell apart. Mm. Mm. She caught me right-handed. She's a woman, you know, not even cheating, just right-handed on top of a woman, like she caught me. And that woman got a hiding, you know, with a frying pan, he was bitten up like hell and all those things. And I'm not proud of what I'm saying now on, 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 on registration, mm. but I'm just saying, guys, it's a lesson that I've learned. And now it's a hard, it's, it's, it's a hard way. I'm learning the hard way. And you guys, they've got the opportunity to rectify their mistake because they're still playing. So that they can be a better, um, better people after well, um, after retiring. The home straight with Musibudi Monday, eight to nine p.m. Kaya FM ninety five point nine. The home straight. The home straight. Kaya FM ninety five point nine. So there it is. Our discussions then around uh, culture and the kind of places we come from when we become whatever we become. Whether you're a professional footballer or you're a businessman who then goes on to make a lot of money and in 20 years tells the tale of um, 
having had it all and thrown it away because of what we were inside, that being built up by our culture, as Steve Compella says. So we can't divorce what's happening here with our footballers to what's happening in the rest of South Africa. And I guess this COVID-19 lockdown has put a spotlight on that because how many businesses, businesses which have been running for years, which you think, look at them and you think, well, there should have been some savings. Um, After a month, already in dire financial straits, it talks about a South African culture and attitude towards lifestyle in general. And listen, I am not one. In fact, I, I disagree with uh, some of the sentiments of people such as Peggy Kele on, on alcohol. I don't believe that alcohol should be banned. Yes, there is a major drinking problem in South Africa, but the solution to alcoholism is there. It exists. It's not banning alcohol. But it's an important discussion to be had because it lets us understand why we are losing so many of our talented footballers before they achieve their best. And if Bafana Bafana is going to qualify for a World Cup and get to the last 16, like they almost did in 2002, then we need to provide, provide, I beg your pardon, the correct environments for these young men to thrive. The person who said it best was Chabu Masang. He joined us in studio last year with Sandy Van Heerden and myself on the drive-thru. And he now focused on the future, saying, yes, he made all of these mistakes. But now he's using his story, like Lavas, to share with the young people and show that you can bounce back, especially if you forgive yourself. This is something we need to learn in South African football, I think. Because how many young people are going to be out there and who don't have to go down the same road if only there could be someone who could share this on a wide platform so that they could listen. Here's Shuffle. The Home Straight. The Home Straight. Kaya FM 95.9. During that time, Nuse uh, Ispan for three years. I was unemployed for three years. I had no income for three years. From 2010. Obviously, and talk all these things yes, by challenges or what we are going through. out of ten, seven or eight. Tina, we still believe in you, mm. and uh, you will bounce back. Labo mm. Mantabai too. Those are the people abagnegeza. You know that extra kick mm. and the family structure. I mean, abengen konguyenza without the froyam. Utwana, we've been through a lot, yes. and then we we got married. Tana nineteen, I was twenty-four. Sure. So best man, young sister. But mm. she understood and valued our marriage, and she understood iroliaki. As umamasam, uguti leen dot and even if segun swe muganjani, I must make sure guti nimka that positive energy. Rare to find, yeah, and 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 it's it's rare to find, and yeah, and also ukula wengos. You know, when I mean, my son is in metric. 
eh, this year. Wow. So gya shuguti gya cool. Yeah, was so cool away no sinazo. Zangenza wutikule ya three years bengena income. If only ambese tulile, nalama chita waku beni spendi nyugu nga mapozela nan nan. Owas yugutbane nyugu masuba funel o bakala imali school fees. Ausafuni inu tantwana man manga 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 patalela zingu si school fees nwana. Atanya buyagu ah ngego sa ringe pali. So those are the experiences as boni sa yuguti echo. Movie show, it's it's real. I movie, but of course, Mina, I think my family background, the family support, to pull through, and also uh, because my wife she's a praying woman, mm-hmm. and and at some point I had to go to you why just Isn't those and and the most important thing. I accepted uh, my mistake, mm. my mistakes, and I took full responsibility of my mistakes, mm. and I didn't blame anyone. And and I'll tell you, once you do that, you heal quicker and you oh, accept wow. quicker. Oh, would you know what? Uh, this is a new challenge. Yes, I've messed up, but uh, uh, I mean, tomorrow is still another day. The home straight. The home straight. Kaya FM ninety five dot nine. And I think Jabba Pule is a human being, and he needs a chance, not to play football again, but a chance to be human. And I always believe that everybody in life needs a second chance. Your only chance you don't get is when you're dead, and Jabba's not dead. Jabba's still alive. And uh, that's what I'm giving Jabba. I'm giving him a second chance in life. And uh, whoever says drunkard, addict, whatever, it doesn't bother me uh, because I have friends, my own personal friends that are in the same boat, and I give them a second chance. So that's what we are doing at Super Sport United. And uh, in saying that, he is also one a player that has played for Super Sport, and we use him in a lot of different entities, and that is speaking to younger children within... Gauteng, wherever he can, to get his message out there, because I believe we have a lot of Jabu Pules within our own PSL that are currently playing, that do not have that type of of, 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 of support, and uh, for me, it's important to give him that, and to hand him that, and yes, if he's able to play, then myself and Roger will play as well, but for sure. Jabu Pule has been given a second chance in life and I think he, he deserves that uh, not in a negative way but in a positive way because I do believe that the future has more Jabu Pules and how do we handle them we have to learn something out of that and he's given us the opportunity to do that so for that I thank him very much The Home Straight The Home Straight Kaya FM 95.9 and that was the voice of a former Supersport United uh, coach, Kevin Johnson. And I think he said it best. He said, we need players like Jabu Pule, Jabu Masangu, because he knows, he suspects that there are many others who are currently playing football. So if we ultimately want to do, understand why it is that our football is where it is and why even with long-term coaching, even with a South African style of play, even with getting school sports right and attracting the best, most talented young players, even those that are big and tall, even with a patient media and love and respect for our footballers, even with all of this, we as a community, we need to support each other. 
I think regardless of whether someone plays professional football or not. And that's where we started out because Jabubule said at the beginning that when I was doing this behavior, when I was drinking as a young man, people would tell me, stop drinking. I'm man. But no one tried to understand why. Why my behavior was the way it was. What sort of family did I come from? And those are the questions that we will need to begin to ask. And if you look at coaching nowadays, professional coaching, they talk about the people-centered approach. It's a philosophy that Rulani Mukwena in particular likes to advocate. It's dealing with the human being first. And that goes back to what Steve Compella was talking about, dealing with our societal challenges before we can solve those problems on the football field. The Home Straight with Musibudi, Monday, 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM 95.9.